0: All right, this is True News 365. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, today I want to do a, an addition um, to the Ephesians 4 um, podcast that I did a while back on women in the church slash home. Okay, this is women in the church slash home, and I'm going to open up on uh, the 1 Corinthians 14 passage. That's pretty popular. As well as 1st Timothy okay and that oftentimes is brought into question uh, concerning how women are regarded in the Bible and that's uh, 1st Timothy chapter 2 and 1st Corinthians chapter 4 okay so women in the congregation now when you look at um, uh, the mention of women in the Bible um it talks about the references in the in the church and in the home and with regard to women in general um there's more to be said concerning women in marriage right when we talk about the relational aspects of women the importance of women whether there's abuse whether there (coughs) is something good concerning women all of that has to be looked upon in the context of first of all of women that are married okay in the Bible um, the objective is that women are uh, either old enough to marry or not old enough to marry and so the value of a a man and a woman are found within the the, the concept of of, of their um, their their positions Either as husbands or wives, right? And then you've got the context of whether they are they are at home or they are in the congregation. Those are kind of the, the distinctives that you look at. Okay. So, with regard to First um, Corinthians 14, in this portion of Scripture, Paul the apostle um, begins uh, the chapter, speaking on the order and organization. Of the utilization of spiritual sign gifts okay that's that's what he starts the chapter that's what he's talking about he mostly speaking uh, mostly speaking gifts like tongues prophesying Um, verse 33 specifically says that God is not the God of confusion meaning of disorder but of peace as in all the churches of the saints meaning as it should be in all of God's congregation right and then he speaks on women speaking among the congregation this isn't just a uh in light of his reference to speaking and order among the congregation but in order to maintain control okay so if we look at um starting in verse 33 it says uh, for God is not a God of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Uh, the women are to keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but are to be, uh, subject themselves, just as the law also says. And then it says in verse 35, If they desire to learn anything, let them ask their own husbands at home. For it is improper for a woman to speak in church, right? Okay, so uh, take a note. It's been said that because of historical makeup of the early church, women were separated from the men. And we see that like in, in some modern day synagogues. Uh, and there could have been cross communication between men and women, which could have caused interruption of the services, right? So that's that's uh, one thing that I, I remember hearing early on but in verse 434 it says that equally the law says that women are to subject themselves so he's speaking about the law he's referring back to quote unquote the law he could be referring to women's subjecting themselves to their husbands as covered in ephesians chapter 4 but in light of what the context of the chapter is saying what it starts off with paul mentions this subjection in light of the order that needs to be within the congregation. But the main context is order among among speaking gifts and prophesying, which is something that can cause disorder if not well regulated. Women not speaking um, to their husbands is in light of trying to maintain as much order as possible in light of the order of things within the congregation. and and in general within the order of uh, creation and to solidify the context of the chapter he closes with verse 40 which says but all things must be done properly and in an orderly fashion so that tells you that first corinthians um chapter 14 is basically um paul talking about you know and, and emphasizing uh on this order this 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 cohesion right now If we go to 1st Timothy chapter 2 this is another one that's been um, uh, pretty famous for bringing up the subject on uh, women in the Bible verse 8 comes after the Apostle Paul's introduction concerning a call to petitions and thanksgivings and intentions for all kinds of men for kings and those in authority for the sake of peace Um, verse 8 then Paul speaks to the men in the congregation for order and peace and holiness, right? Verse 9 likewise refers to women. So it says likewise I want women to adorn themselves with proper clothing, modesty and discreetly, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly garments, but rather by means of good works, as is proper for, proper for women making a claim to godliness, right? So verse 11 a woman must quietly receive instruction with entire submissiveness but I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over man, but to remain quiet for it was Adam who was first created and then Eve and it was not Adam who was deceived but the woman being deceived fell into transgression but women will be preserved through the bearing of children if they continue in faith and love and sanctity with self-restraint so he speaks on what is proper for women in character and discipline as per what is appropriate for women in receiving instruction before God okay so um uh, so this is ver- it's, uh, teaching and holding authority over men okay instead the opposite being subject to their husbands teaching them right so in, it, it, this is in receiving instruction before God versus teaching and holding authority over men. Instead, the opposite being subject to their husbands, teaching them. You see this: if they were to teach the husbands, it would be flipping the script. It would be flipping the the issue of authority concerning husbands. So he goes back to Genesis to remind the congregation that it was Eve the representation of women who fell into sin first by being deceived. He says women will be preserved, meaning kept holy, protected, safe, remain um, sanctified through their faith, their love, their sanctity, their holiness, and self-control. And bearing children is a way to demonstrate all of that. Okay, anyone who has kids will recognize that it takes a whole lot of uh, faith, love, and (laughs) sanctity. sanctity holy, holiness and self-control while bearing children and, and women were was that de- in those days were definitely the ones to uh bear the children and care for the children um in that at that time and they would do it exclusively um so verse six when a woman if we go to genesis uh, chapter three verse six when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate. And she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. So we see here that despite God having said not to eat the fruit, Eve not only listened um, and dialogued with the serpent, but she had allowed it to convince her to eat of it, even after the serpent even after the serpent made God a liar, as though he were holding back on them, after which God had placed them in the garden, which must have been paradise. Eve was not satisfied with what God gave her, nor was she satisfied with God. And the language here demonstrates how that temptation took place. The tree was good for food and a delight to the eyes. Plus, It would give her wisdom. And then she literally shared not just the fruit with Adam. She also shared the guilt of violating that prohibition which God had established, having all other options of trees to eat from. She took delight in being contrarian, and there was no remorse for what she had just done. No fear of God. It's hard to argue for Eve's ignorance in this narrative, but it's easier to to see how unsatisfied and how indifferent she was to the only law that she was given. The Bible says that Adam walked with God in the cool of the day, which means he had contact with God and a relationship with God. Up until the sin, God was just throwing blessings upon Adam. But we see that although Eve was the weak link to the start of sin in this narrative, it's said by Paul that women will be blessed if she sort of does the opposite of what she did in the garden okay listen to her man okay that's what she's supposed to do um there's the best way to respect your man is to listen to your man i think we would all agree with that uh, verse 14 and it was not adam who deceived but the woman being deceived fell into transgression in genesis 3 eve's sin was being was becoming independent of adam that was her sin. She'd made decisions outside of Adam, okay? And she was tempted um, after God said, because you listened to her, okay? that's That was Adam's, that, okay, I just lost my mic. That was Adam's sin, okay? Because he listened to her. Now, it's interesting because it says in verse 16, to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth in pain, you will bring forth children, yet your desire will be for your husband. Okay. Hold on a second. And he will rule over you then to Adam. He said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife, right? So meaning that if he would not have listened to her, he would have been freed from that federal headship. And perhaps the condemnation would have just fallen on her. Of course, we can only speculate. At this point but because man decided to stick up for woman now man has to take the fall for women also and he has to continue to stick up for women okay as well as the whole household he the under federal headship the man takes the responsibility completely before God but in order to make things right under federal headship a woman must submit herself under her man okay uh, so is this how it went down in the beginning? Yes, is this how it'll be in the eternal state? No, Jesus Himself said that in heaven there will be no marriage between man and woman, they'll be like the angels, He said, in that respect. Um, and in salvation, it said there is no distinction between man or woman, Jew or Gentile, slave or free, the distinctions in spirit are no more, but in the flesh, meaning while we're here on earth, these distinctions will remain and are used as order to demonstrate obedience to God, okay? That's why in Ephesians 4, and I did a study on Ephesians 4 on women in the church, you can look that up, um, a man is obeying God by loving his wife with an impartial love, and women are obeying God by respecting her husband it all hinges on love and respect that's all good okay to the measure of the spirituality the spiritual reality that is christ and his church as a bride which will be pure and ready fully sanctified from the world this is the high standard of that relationship between men and women here on earth if we see abuse in god's standard it's because we are again like eve did We're listening to the voice of the serpent, who comes to deceive and twist scripture and mischaracterize God. God has a good purpose, a holy standard, and all his ways flourish humanity. But the side that produces strife between men and women is for death, sin, strife, confusion, greed, perversion, and chaos. Secularism does that. It's either Christ or chaos. Okay? So, thanks for listening true news 365 uh you can listen to this um the the one that i did on ephesians 4 and it talks about uh women in the church in the home and whether there is impartiality towards women in the bible uh, with regard to this (coughs) current cultural um argument concerning the bible and its intentions for women and misogyny and all these things that they throwing in there um, I think if you look at scripture and the teachings within scripture along with 2,000 years of uh, uh, Christian teaching you'll see that uh, these intentions as written in scripture demonstrate a order and a holiness and a separation and a purity among the sexes And for order and to decrease chaos and to flourish humanity. Of course, but of course the narrative it always opposes the things of the Bible. Okay? So thanks for listening. As always, seek his face daily and God bless you. All right, you're listening to True News 365, a podcast blog, cultural commentary, and Christian ministry set out to declare the gospel of Jesus Christ, to reach out to those who will have ears to hear by the power of the Holy Spirit. Check out truenews365.com for updates on blogs, videos, and more podcasts. And don't forget to share if you care. Until next time, God bless.